Hello, this is Coach Mick Projay with the Yakima Striders, here with my dad, Coach K-Mac of Calder City Butterburgers. And we are back to do the Summy Group this time. Yeah, we'll start with Inglewood, the Igloo Makers, uh, coming off was probably a little bit of a disappointing end. They were a strong team all season, ended the season ranked second, but uh, 18th in the NTT. Uh, we were actually in line to play them in the Sweet 16 if, if we both won, and they, they got upset uh, and then went through and, and won a couple of their games that next week. But I imagine they would have liked to be have a, have a better showing. So coming in... Good team from last year. They don't lose a lot. They they lose their starting center, but certainly is is replaceable. And especially we'll we'll talk a little bit about their incoming class, but um, they're they've got some some people that can help with that. They lose a ten twenty class, uh, but they bring in a, a one twenty three thirty three, so ranked in in the seventies I think. But I mean, you can see that gap, 123 to 33. They, there are some good players in that class. Uh, yeah, they broke a tie on Grant Schaefer, a guy who I was also maxing and I was really high on. He came in with a 26-game score. So Yeah, it seems pretty clear that, that those rankings are pulled down a little bit by uh, somebody who will make a push to fill one of the NA spots. So, um, I mean, he already has two NAs, so... He's going to have to make a decision <laughs> there. something out. But, you know, a solid 6'10 guy, and then, you know, Grant Schaefer at 6'7 looks like he could he could be a star. And, and uh, in some places he's 56% uh, field goal percentage and um, 48% from three. And this is one of the things, as I was looking them over a little bit, that really jumped out to me. Uh, Inglewood, I mean, they, they finished second last, last season. They finished uh, with a strength of schedule at number 15. 22 wins. Uh, and they beat people by almost 20 points a game. I mean, th this was a hard strength of schedule, and they didn't just eke by. They were they were a dominant team last year, uh, and I would think that, that they've got some things coming back. But they, they shot 45% from three-point range last year, which uh, I don't know if that's sustainable, but if they can do that, something like that again. I mean, they shot – per 30, they shot – almost 11 threes and um for 30 doesn't change the team stats oh thanks <laughs> <You're right. laughs> uh, makes sense uh but per game they shot you know 11 threes and we're making you know 45 percent of them that that makes a pretty big difference in what they're trying to do they had jacob hines taking five three-pointers a game and making 48.8 percent of them i think even he maybe should jump bump up a little shoot a little more and even if his Percentage drops down. That's still going to be a very efficient way for him to score. <laughs> He's, doing, <laughs> He's doing pretty well if that's if that's the case. So, um, and when you he's going to return Hines and he's bringing in Schaefer, who last year shot in high school. Sometimes it doesn't correlate to to college, but fifty six point three percent field goal percentage, forty eight point one three point percentage. You have two forty eight percent three point shooters right there, and then almost ninety percent free throw percentage. 66 true shooting so that's gonna be i mean defensively that's gonna be their question because i think that they're gonna be able to score with just about anyone yeah so i mean this is their senior year right that he's got a 1-1 class in his senior class 
Uh, if you look at the last three years, they finished ninth, ninth, and second. Uh, and, and you would have to think that their, their goal and their eyes are, are aimed for, for winning everything. Um, and in the PNTT would be a great place to get that going and get that started if get some momentum underway going into the season. But uh, take advantage of this class, and, and these, these guys are seniors now and, and coming out. Uh, it's their last chance to, to show what they got, and I would expect them to play hard. I would expect them to, um, to just continue to get better and to continue to, to be doing what, uh, what we've seen them do over these, these last three seasons. So it should be a, a fun team to watch, and it, it seems like they should be able to put some of the pieces in that, that they've brought in this year and maybe supplement a little bit what, what they've already got. So they've been good and they likely will be good again. So talking about what they put in pieces, graduated Jacob Summy, 6'9", senior center this season. He had a 13.6 game score. He was solid at a lot of things. I mean, he has 3.1 blocks. Yeah. He, he was a defensive He didn't score at all, but there. do you think they put in their – Freshman Nard at center or bump down Moran or what yeah, do you? I don't. They could do. I mean, Nard looks like maybe a similar player but with better shooting. He's had three point one blocks in high school and uh, close to ten rebounds, um, but he shot much better than than some he did. So I mean, it'd be scary to think of this team with somebody who fills that slot who plays pretty similar and then. Is, is even adding a little bit more offense than what they were getting out of that spot last year, or certainly have some other some other options of bringing um, Larkins up or uh, and dropping Moran down or or navigating through those. So Larkins graduated. Larkin graduated, right? Yeah, and that was actually one of the things I noticed. He he did lose both of his big his backup bigs, so um, neither of his his big guys seem like they get in foul trouble a ton. But uh, he may be a little a little. A week there on the on the back line um, as far as substitutes go. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he plays with that and what he does does there. Yeah, for that because of that, I kind of think he might. I don't think he'll play Moran and Nard together. I think he'll probably want to keep one of them to anchor the bench, one of them as his center, and then that way he also can make a spot for Schaefer at power forward or. I don't know what Barnhill's attributes are. Maybe he can move down to par forward and Schaefer can play small forward. But anyway, I think this will be a fun team, and they will certainly be up there with the best in the league at scoring. And moving on, we have New York City, ranked 38th, which last season they ended ranked 136. That's a huge jump. RTT team last year. Well, and it was a surprising jump because if you look again at they lost they're they're graduating the fifty three fifty nine class and they're bringing in the eighty two ninety class so you would expect that they would uh, on paper get you know a little bit worse but uh, they they made a significant jump in the ranking so yeah I don't know if if they underperformed a little bit last year or um, there's something there that we're not seeing but um, they certainly come in. Uh, Aiming for for much higher than than where they finished last year, and um, see see if they can do that. Certainly hoping for something better than the RTT this season. <laughs> yes. I know New York City is not a program that is considering the RTT to be a win out of. So 
I imagine the, the fan base was not overly excited last year. Yeah, so look at their roster. They graduate their point guard, uh, who was, a, I mean, again, a 20-plus game score senior point guard is, is not somebody that you can just replace easily. So it, it'll take a little bit of effort uh, to to fill that spot and, and may require some bumping around. It doesn't look like he's bringing in somebody that will naturally slide into that spot. So I don't know if one of his backups or if um, maybe his his uh, shooting guard would, would bump into that, but he'll have to figure out what to do with his guard positions. Um, I mean, if you look at Horn, he can, he can replace the assists and yep. while he's not as good of a scorer, he can kind of get up there. But what he's really going to lose is those 2.4 steals yeah, a defense. game that Bradley had. Yeah, that'll so, hurt. But then he also he brings in a couple of decent wing players in Arouse. I don't know. I probably didn't pronounce that right. Eichler and Green. And the three of them probably be able to replace some of that. Especially, I know Green doesn't play the same position, but replace some of that defensive. You can see he had 1.3 steals, but he had 2.5 blocks playing center, so I think some, he can help replace some of that defensiveness that Bradley brought to the team. And I think if you look at Jacob, the 6'7 guy who played shooting guard, can probably help replace some of those points as he averaged 22 points in high school and was a 50% field goal shooter with a above average three-point percentage and a pretty good true shooting, 58%. So I think those guys all together, and Eichler was a pretty solid all-around guy. I mean, can replace. He has some pieces to work with. He does, although, that, I mean, that defense is going to be hard to replace because he, he shot 45%, but he gave up 48%. Uh, so he was, you know, almost 3% less in, in field goal percentage. Uh, and, and he gave up a lot of, you know, he, he you know, this team last year uh, averaged losing by two points, um, but they gave up six more free throws a game to their opponents, and, and they, like I said, were... We're giving up some some field goal percentage. Um, they made up for that a little bit by by some extra possessions. They got more shots than their opponents. But you lose by two points a game and you give up six extra free throws a game. That that makes a pretty big difference in in some of these. I mean, I, I would imagine that that flips a number of those games if you could switch that around. So maybe well, stay out of foul trouble a little bit and minus four and a half made free throws a game. So. Right. That covers it right there. You can flip that. You could win by two instead of lose by two if you could, could get some of the fouls under control. And, um, I also just want to point out, when I said Eli Bradley had 2.4 steals last season, I was looking at per third. He actually had 2.6, so even more production there to replace than we thought a second ago. So if they can find a replacement at point guard, seems like they could, could make a big jump, but that won't be, won't be easy to do. Um, next, jump into South Bend, and uh, Coach Whalen, and they don't really lose much. Uh, which he is... has some. We're pretty good friends with this coach. He had a couple of comments that he wanted me to read off. So, 
he wanted everyone to know that they're the Orcas are going to be putting the league on notice. They're hot off their PTT championship, returning all five starters. He thinks that coming in, the freshman Emiliano Kelly is going to turn some heads with his defense, and the incoming freshman Andrew James is a lights-out shooter. Some say he's an excellent shooter, is what he said, which I confirmed is true. And for those who are saying the Coach Whalen is on the hot seat, you don't know South Bend. They love the program and the direction we're headed. That was a quote. And he would like everyone to know that they're a plus 35 team, but they play like plus 45. So, I mean, that's a big difference right there, plus 10. I don't know if we can give much more of a scouting report than that, but... Like he said, they're coming off a PTT win, uh, which is, is, you know, it's always good to, to end with six straight wins. And um, they're yet still have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder to, to have been left out of the NTT. So they don't lose much. They lose two backups and, a, um, and an NA, and they bring in some people that look like they can, can contribute some. They're... Um, Numerically, their their class is, is much better, uh, even though, again, this is another one, the PR drops a little bit, um, but... It's probably because of that six-game yeah, streak they had at they, the end. They're well-coached, as Coach Willen will be the first to tell you, and over overshoot their ranking, so would expect something similar this year. I would expect him to find a good good place for those, those freshmen that he's bringing in, and a good... Um, good chemistry with with the guys he's already got there. Uh, we talked about this with Inglewood um, and and how well they shot the three. One thing I noticed here about South Bend they they were not a good three point shooter. I mean they shot ten a game, almost eleven a game, but um, whereas Inglewood was making forty five percent of those, South Bend was making twenty nine percent of those. So uh, if they could bump that up a little bit, or maybe even take some some more higher percentage shots uh that that may help them win some of those tight games push push them over the the edge a little bit um but it seems likely that that they will be at least as good as last year with their starters returning and then uh with with what they're adding being better than what they're subtracting you would think they would they would take a step forward and um they're gonna they're gonna play in plenty of good games and and big TV games there in Conference 15, so uh, this should be a fun team to watch as they continue to grow and uh, have the support of South Bend behind them, as we just heard. You can look at last year, they graduated a 6'3 backup shooting guard, a 6'1 backup small forward, and a 6'3 bench player, and they bring in a 5'11 point guard who scored 23 points a game, so... I mean, if you can find a better fit for him than that six-one guy at backup small forward, he probably will be able to contribute some bench points. And Williams is six-three. He was pretty all-round, so I guess I don't know if he'll go for the bench points or the steady presence at his backup point guard, or find some way to fit them both in. And then he also, to this will be big for him, bringing a little bit more bench height. Or I mean, I guess I don't even know. Maybe he'll start some of these guys. So, at, with Kelly at six nine, who was a solid player with eight rebounds, twelve points, two point three assists, two point three blocks, a steal, 
a decent shooter. And then he returns all five starters. And four of them scored in double digits last year. So a well-rounded team, it looks like. And their bench this season should just get even more well-rounded. I don't know much about this team, but it would seem like if, if Rouse could maybe bump down to to the bench and, and maybe one of these other guys bump in to that starting rotation, it may help them a little bit. He was appears to have been a little bit of the weak link in there. Um, if you look at least at game score, he was 6.4, significantly lower than anybody else around him, but uh, he may be contributing something that they need. So we'll see where this team goes, but they should uh, not not drop off much and, and probably get a little bit better. All right, let's jump over to Houston. Uh, Houston finished last season 57. They did make the NTT, finished 45th. Um, the preseason ranking for them is 84, which... Um, Seems a little... It's really surprising wrong. that they dropped down since they bring in a 13-11 class and lost a... 87-110 class, so again, I'm, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but um, they bring in a what would appear to be a pretty strong freshman class, and they don't lose um, it, that strong of a class, but... Josiah Courier was 6'10 with a 24-game score in high school. That's seems like he should... I mean, him alone would elevate their <laughs> make roster. make their team better, sure. And they have two other decent big guys who are coming in so i th personally i think that 84 was their ranking right that 84 rank seems a little under rank they should outperform that so they brought in a good class it, it is a little interesting to see it doesn't quite match what they lost they lost a um a shooting guard and a backup point guard and a backup power forward and then they bring in three guys six eight six eight six ten so Obviously, they're not going to fill in that, that point guard role. Um, maybe some people can slide down. So yeah. maybe it's it involves some sliding people around and figuring out who's going to be in that spot. Um, maybe maybe one of them can bump into that uh, shooting guard role. But they will have some new toys to play with, and, and it certainly seems like they may need to, to take a little bit to, to maneuver people around and find the best fit. But... At least looking at, at these stats, it would seem like they should be pretty significantly better than their uh, RTT finish last year and uh, should be a fun season to... Uh, I'm sorry, not RTT. I looked at the wrong sheet there. I mean, they, they made the NTT last year and they bring in a good class. So I think Houston's got to be feeling like they're, they're gunning to, to get back to the NTT and um, maybe even take that next step of... of uh, Moving, moving up in the, the bracket. Well, if like, they have two really good classes and two pretty bad classes, but <laughs> yeah. you can just run with those six good players for the most part, or just put your starters on sub less and have them play thirty five minutes a game and see where they can take you, as long as they stay out of foul trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we need to, to wrap this, this group up. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we broke this down a little bit with this projected strength of schedule, and um, New York seems to have the toughest 
Road, uh, at least based on preseason rankings, followed by Houston and then South Bend and Englewood both uh, kind of tied right in there for the the projected easiest schedule, which I probably would lean towards Englewood and South Bend anyway. Um, and that just, you know, further confirms that, that that is where things would land. So I think it probably comes down to Englewood and South Bend play in that sixth game. I think it probably comes down to that game. Uh, I don't know if you see that differently. Houston, it feels like a little bit of a wild card if if their guys stay out of foul trouble and they can play a shorter rotation through the tournament. But I think if Houston, if they can figure out their lineup, like in those first two games against Inglewood and South Bend, because they're going to definitely have to move some stuff around. But if they can strike gold and get it right on the first try that big matchup against those two rival teams in their group, I think they could pull off an upset in one of those and potentially win it. But that's can be difficult to set your lineup right the first time and without trying things out. So we'll just have to see. I think I would have to go probably with Englewood just because that senior class is so good. I don't think they could carry them through. And then Grant Schaefer... But well, I really think any of these teams could have a chance. Englewood has a little bit of a history of, of performing well in the uh, PNTT, too. So I, I see that the same way. I, I think the South Bend Englewood game um, probably decides it. And uh, as was mentioned, we're, we uh, are part of the coaching tree from, from Coach Whalen, and, and uh, Coach there at Englewood is. is uh, part of that same tree so um you know they're they're playing each other in that last game and I think uh maybe the student defeats the teacher there in, in that last game uh maybe just based on three point percentage they hit a three at the buzzer and and win it um but I'm gonna go with Englewood here for for the semi group thanks for listening